This episode of WTF Wars of Food is brought to you by the Diplomat Beach Resort in Hollywood. Book your stay now at DiplomatResort.com. Live from Miami, Florida, TheFoodie.com presents WTF Where's the Food? With your host, Nick. And just like that in a flash, we are back. What's going on? It is Nick, and welcome to another episode of WTF Where's the Food? I know. Missed me. You're like, what happened to the episode last week? Well, decided to take a little vacation to Beaches, Turks, and Caicos. And uh, before we continue on with this episode, I want to say thank you to Beaches, Turks, and Caicos for such an amazing vacation. I truly appreciate it. So, back to the show, episode number 18. I welcome each and every one of you again. Got a great show, but before we get to the show, let's handle some business. You know the biz. Uh, social media, follow us, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at The Foodie, T-H-E-F-O-O-D-E. And of course, we got an amazing website, thefoodie.com, T-H-E-F-O-O-D-E.com. And each and every week, I post an episode rundown there, and you can find out links, pictures, like food porn of the week, cocktail of the week, everything you want to know and we talk about in the episode is up there for you. Also, you can subscribe and download wherever you get your podcasts, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play. We are there for you. And if you listen to us on iTunes, I would truly appreciate it if you leave us a little review. On this week's episode, the CEO of Rubio's Coastal Grill, Ralph Rubio, is joining me on the show. Going to talk how he started Rubio's Coastal Grill. Also, uh, some of his favorite items on the menu. Kind of get his story, how he created Rubio's Coastal Grill. Then we're going to do some food news. Got some news on a new menu item from Olive Garden. And uh, McDonald's fries can actually be good for you. And I'll update you on the new tequila shortage that is driving people insane and so much more. Plus, we do the food porn of the week this week coming to you from at the succulent bite. And of course, the cocktail of the week brought to you by my friends over at Spirited Miami. And uh, speaking of Spirited Miami, they just dropped uh, their Drink Miami event, which is outstanding. They announced the date. It's on their Instagram right now. Make sure you give them a follow at Spirited Miami. Miami. So what do you say? Let's jump in the water and set sail and, and talk to my friend, the CEO of Rubio's Coastal Grill, Ralph Rubio. Hello, this is Ralph. Ralph, what's going on? It's Nick. Hey, Nick. How are you? I'm great. Now, before we get into the whole Rubio's Coastal Grill breakdown and we find out everything we need to know about Rubio's Coastal Grill, let's find out a little bit about you. How'd you end up as the CEO of Rubio's Coastal Grill? Well, you know, growing up, I never thought I'd get in the restaurant business, but um, I went. I came down to San Diego in 73 to go to San Diego State University. Okay. And as a freshman, my roommate came home to the dorms one day and said, hey, I just got hired as a busboy. They need busboys at the Old Spaghetti Factory. I don't know if you know the Old Spaghetti Factory, but I said, why not earn a little extra money? So um, that was my first restaurant job ever. And actually, Nick, I fell in love with it, man. I just really loved it. Then I started waiting tables, managed a few restaurants, and all of this led up to eventually opening my own restaurant, which became Rubio's. Um, along the way, I discovered fish tacos down in Mexico, and that was my product idea that I wanted to market here in the states. And um, and then my dad it was my dad as my financial partner. It all came together in 1983, and we opened our first Rubios um, in Pacific Beach, January 25th, 1983. In fact, we just celebrated our 35th anniversary, which well, congratulations. is congratulations cool, a few days ago. 
Thank you, thank you. And so, yeah, it started with that one restaurant, and uh, I figured if I could make one successful, then we could have lots of them. And back then, I thought 12 would be lots. I, I kind of thought, <laughs> man, if I had 12 restaurants, that'd be amazing. And here we are. We've got, I think, we're well over 200 restaurants, and we're in Florida now, so it's exciting. Now, when growing up, what did you always want to become? Ooh, good question. Um, you know, I, I really didn't remember anything specific, but I remember a piece of advice my dad gave me when I was like 12 years old. And I, uh, my dad, my parents were from Mexico. My dad, a self-made man, became very successful in the plastics industry. And, and I was the oldest of five, and I used to hang out with my dad quite a bit, and he would say, son, if you ever get a chance to own your own business, you should do that because working for other people is great. You know, you can make good money, but there's nothing like having your own business and making your own decisions. And that really stuck with me. And so when I went to San Diego State, I, I went, as a, went in as a business major slash entrepreneur. I thought that, hey, I'm 18 years old, but one day I'm going to own my own business. I didn't know what that business was going to be, but I was going to be a business owner. So that's that's what I was thinking at the time. That's amazing advice, by the way. Yeah, I thought it was pretty savvy advice. Now, for someone who's never been to Rubio's or even heard about it, how would you describe it to them? Well, you know, it's a kind of um, we're, we're Rubio's Coastal Grill, and so it's a it's a fast casual um, environment where you walk up to the counter, you order, um, and then we bring the food to you. Um, so everything is it's high quality ingredients, everything made fresh. We have a salsa bar. Uh, we're known for our original fish taco, our beer battered fish taco, the one I discovered down in Mexico. And we have tacos, burritos, salads, and bowls, and it's all about the flavor. I think at Rubio's, what makes us different is, um, or stand out, is uh, the flavor of our food. And so um, it's a modern coastal environment, the look, look and feel of the restaurant. Um, it's, uh, we don't do drive throughs or anything like that. And so it's a uh, counter service, walk in, table, salsa bar. And uh, and a lot of fresh food is what we do. Did you ever think that Rubio's would become a fast casual like player in the game when you first started? Yeah, that's a great question because when we started Rubio's in 1983, there really was no such thing as fast casual. Yeah. I imagine your listeners know what that is. Yeah. Um, it's that <laughs> hybrid between fast food and, and casual dining. It really, back back in the day, there was just McDonald's, Taco Bell, and then full-service restaurants like Old Spaghetti Factory and some steakhouses and chilies and places like that. And so, you know, this, this whole... Um, this whole fast casual thing was very early stage, very nascent. And so we just wanted, you know, I, I, I worked in full service restaurants by and large, never worked in fast food. And so when I was thinking about my own little fish taco stand, I wanted to bring a lot of those elements of full service to my business. Um, you know, cleanliness, um, high quality food, a level of service, um, pay attention to ambiance. These these elements, I wanted to elevate those beyond the typical fast food counter experience. And so that's really what fast casual came to be. You know, the Chipotle's, the Panera's, yeah. the Rubio's of the world, um, you know, kind of adopted, you know, this, this new approach, and it's become very successful. Now, a couple of years ago, you changed the name from Rubio's Fresh Mexican Grill to now Coastal Grill. Why the name change? We wanted to, you know, when we were a public company, uh, for a long time, and then seven years ago, uh, under new ownership, um, we went private. Okay. And as part of going private, um, it was really a healthy thing for the business because it allowed it allowed us to focus more internally on our operations and make things better. 
And part of that was a, a shift in brand strategy. And, you know, we were doing okay at the time, but not good enough. And we thought by shifting strategy a bit and orienting the menu and the experience more around better for you grilled seafood mm-hmm. and building on that fish taco, which was is still our number one seller and our claim to fame, because um, we had we had credibility in seafood already. So we thought that if we shifted it more towards healthier, better for you fare, more salads, more bowls, um, new ingredients like um, brown rice and quinoa, um, that we could elevate the brand and improve revenues, and that's what we did. So it was really a, a brand strategy shift in order to improve the business, and it's been very successful. Did you always want to include your last name in your restaurant name when you were trying to come up with a business? <laughs> You know what? I I really hadn't thought about it too much. Um, it was I guess it was always kind of a given that I would use my name, and I can't tell you why that is. Um, you know, my parents are from Mexico. Back in the day, it was we were more as a more like a Mexican food restaurant. So why not? I mean, we had that, and it was a unique name. There aren't a lot of Rubio's restaurants running around, and so it was unique enough. It was is Mexicano kind of fit with where we heading with heading with the brand in 1983, and so it just seemed like the natural thing to do. Now, yeah. if you had to pick an item off the menu at Rubio's to describe you, what would it be? <laughs> Great question. Oh man, that's a tough one. Um, <laughs> if I had to, okay. Well, one of my one of my favorite things is. Um, we have a cilantro lime quinoa bowl, and uh, and so I would probably get a cilantro lime quinoa bowl with blackened mahi mahi. And okay. the reason is because it's kind of healthier. I, I'm you know I'm I, I'm in my old age. I'm 62. I, I try to be athletic. I I play. I don't surf nearly as much, but I love the ocean. I love to play tennis, and I still play soccer. And so, um, so it's better for you because you got that nice, healthier uh, quinoa and brown rice. Um, you got some avocado. Um, there's a lot of ingredients, so different ingredients, so there's a little complexity to it. I can be a kind of a complex guy, <laughs> and I love to be out. I love to be out in the sun as much as I can, and I kind of have this perpetual tan. Well, being you know, I've got the skin to support it because I'm Mexican, but then I'm always outside, and so. Um, that's where the black and mahi comes in because I like to get out there and just blacken myself <laughs> being outdoors all the time. So hope that answers the question. Would, would you say that's your favorite item on the menu too? It's one of, lately it's one of my favorites because I'm trying to eat healthier. And uh, Okay, if you didn't I, eat healthier, my, what would it be? Yeah, I, the, I, still the original fish taco, man. Um, beer battered fish, little white sauce, cabbage, squeeze of lime. Uh, stone ground corn tortilla and um, a little salsa picante, you know, because uh, it just adds a little extra layer of flavor. You get it off the salsa bar, and that's still the ultimate ultimate for me. I, I always, I've got to get uh, a fish taco at least one every couple weeks, <laughs> or I, I really start to miss it. Now that Rubio's is kind, con- it's pretty much established. Are there any new concepts you have, or you've been thinking about on the horizon? You know, that's, that's another good question, because if you look at our corporate name, we're, we're Rubio's Restaurants. So when my dad and I started the business, 
we had all these ideas, you know. Um, so Rubio's, Rubio's Restaurants is going to be kind of an umbrella company. You know, maybe we'll do a full-service concept. Because I traveled a lot through Mexico. My dad's from Mexico, and he knew quite a bit about what was going on down there. And so we had these ideas. And so, but 35 years later, uh, we're still doing Rubio's Coastal <laughs> Grill. Um, so there's so we found that there's so much work to do just with this one brand for the time being that there are no current plans for other um, concepts. I'm telling you, Nick, it's, it's a lot harder to start to get into the business today than it was in 1983. Oh, I believe so, it. So, you know, yeah, it, just in every aspect, you know, um, the labor pool, raising capital, um, the competition, acquiring real estate, the list goes on. So, you know, at my ripe old age, if I was going to start a new concept, a new brand, say I did have a new idea, I would really rely on someone like my son, Ryan, who wants to get into the business. Um, he's now working in Las Vegas for Caesars Entertainment, okay. so he's learning the ropes over there. And so maybe down the road, he'll come and hook up with his dad, <laughs> and he'll have an idea, or I'll have an idea, but it's a young man's business or young woman's business nowadays, and I'd let him do the heavy lifting, and I would just kind of sit there and greet guests as they walk in the door, you know, and maybe flip a taco <laughs> or a burger or something, you know. But no, no no plans right now. Especially nowadays where exactly. everybody kind of compares a new fast casual to Chipotle. They feel like Chipotle is the one that kind of kicked it off and everybody's yeah. trying to copy. There's a lot of copycats out there. But, you know, there's a lot of original ideas going mm -hmm. on. Even down here in San Diego, a really cool concept called Crack Shack. Um, it's about it's a fried chicken concept. Okay. Um, very much an outdoors setting. Um, it's high-end, very high-end, fast, casual. Uh, yeah, there's just some really cool things going on. Um, you know, Oscar Seafood Tacos, I was just there over the weekend. They're doing some very, very Mexicano, very very much like Rubio's was in 1983, um, doing some really interesting things in the taco space. So there are still things that can be done. It's just, you know, it just requires so much more, I think, nowadays to do it. And so... It's really a young person. Like I was when I started Rubio's, I was 28 years old. Wow. I had the energy and the motivation to do it. And um, it was kind of a do-or-die situation for me because I didn't have a lot to fall back on in, back in those days. So good for, I'm glad it worked out for me. You know. Now, when you, when you do get a chance to take some time off, what are some of the things you like to do? Gosh, I love to travel. I love to read. Uh, one of my favorite things is to go down to Cabo San Lucas with my wife stay at a nice resort and just, uh, you know, drink pina coladas and read a good book. <laughs> you know, and just, just with nothing to do, put my phone away and just jump in and out of the water. And I just love the sun. I love the beach. Um, and that's what I was doing when I discovered fish tacos. We were on spring break down in San Felipe, a little fishing village, you know, and it, it get to be 90 degrees and we would just camp right on the sand, right on the beach <laughs> And it was, uh, we were, we thought we were living large with cases of cold beer and <laughs> going into town for fish tacos. That was a life. And so that's still in my DNA. I, I still gravitate towards things like that. So I, I love to travel. I love to read. I'm a big soccer fan. So if I'm not watching it, I'm playing it. And, uh, yeah, that's what I do. Have you spent any time in Miami, like, uh, recently? No, you know, I think it's been probably about four or five months now. Um, you know, we have a restaurant in Midtown in mm -hmm. downtown Miami. <clears throat> and so, um, yeah, I, I really enjoy it. In fact, I, 
I keep telling my wife she's got to come out with me, and we're going to hang out in South Beach for a few days and kind of try to live like the locals, you know, and, <laughs> and just uh, take it all in. So, Well, you let me know. I'll show agenda. you around. I'll show you around, Ralph. Oh, absolutely, man. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take you up on that, Nick. I appreciate that. <laughs> uh, where do you see yourself and Rubio's in the next maybe five, ten years? Well, I don't know. You know, Rubio's continues to grow. I do love what I do. Um, you know, my primary job is menu development, and we just spent a lot of time in the kitchen this very day, actually, trying different things. And I just have one of the best jobs in the world. So, I don't know. I see myself in a few years kind of... Um, kind of slowing it down and maybe working part-time and transitioning into something that's less full-time, less responsibility, so I can enjoy the finer things in life and some of the things that you and I just talked about. Mm -hmm. and, so, uh, and so, yeah, I just kind of see doing a lot of the same. I love to visit the restaurants. We've got 200-plus restaurants, and I try to get in to all, at least to, to all of them at least once a year. So that, that, that requires a lot of effort and travel. Mm -hmm. And so... Um, I still want to do a lot of that because I, you know, you can't run a restaurant, a successful restaurant business from behind your desk where I happen to be sitting this very moment. Hundred percent. So I, I like to get out there. I like to get on a plane. I like to get on the ground, meeting our team members, meeting guests, and just you know, seeing what's going on competitively. And so you know, continue to travel for Rubio's and continue to develop products and uh, do that sort of thing and see where it goes. You need some more locations down here in South Florida. Is all I'm saying, Ralph. Absolutely, my friend. I mean, you know, we no intentions of going to Florida and not open more restaurants. It's such a big state. I, I just love it out there. Um, it's, it's, there's a lot. You guys have a lot. We have a lot in common in mm -hmm. terms of lifestyle. Yep. I think you'd agree with that. Yep. And so um, it's really a good fit, I think, for Rubio's, and we look forward to opening more restaurants. And I don't know if we'll ever eventually get up the coast. Maybe we will. Um, but, uh, you know, there's... I think there's opportunities for brands like Rubio's in the Northeast. If you've been in the Northeast, there's not a lot of great options around grilled seafood and fish tacos and that sort of thing. So we'll see. Maybe that's another frontier. Well, Ralph, thank you so much for taking some time out chatting. And um, I'm just craving a fish taco right now is all I'm saying. <laughs> well, you know where to go, Nick. <laughs> you know, look us up, man. Rubio's.com. A big thank you to Ralph Rubio, the CEO of Rubio's Coastal Grill, for coming on the show. Make sure you check him out. If uh, you're in the South Florida, Miami area, there's a location in Midtown. You should check it out for some fish tacos. Now, how about we do uh, some food news? Now, Olive Garden has added something new to their menu. Loaded pasta chips, people. Now, think of these uh, homemade pasta chips, lightly fried and layered with Italian cheeses and a hearty meat sauce topped with cherry peppers and an Alfredo drizzle now the best part the pasta chips are actually fry lasagna sheets and guess what it's available at all olive gardens nationwide people now apparently there's something in mcdonald's fries that could cure baldness now they say it's actually true now researchers in japan have been able to mass produce hair follicle germs which is used to help prevent McDonald's cooking oil from foaming. Now, these germs help fuel hair development, and now the current experiment was only done on mice, but they could potentially be used to help grow hair back on bald individuals in the near future. And everyone loves Costco, right? And they love their food, like the hot dogs, the sliced pizza. Well, Costco is about to change the food game right now. Costco is testing a self-ordering kiosk 
or food. Now, this is a test right now at a few locations. You can order, even edit the order to your liking with this machine. Pay right there. Just walk up to the window and get your food. No more waiting for that hot dog or pizza. Make this happen ASAP, Costco. Now, Halo Top Ice Cream came along, and they created uh, the low-cal ice cream, right? Everybody loved it. Everybody jumped on it. And now it seems that everybody is officially doing their own version of it. Now, Ben & Jerry's has jumped into the game and are calling it Mooforia. Now, the line includes three different light flavors, chocolate milk and cookies, caramel cookie fix, and PB dough. Now, the flavors have 560 calories, 600 calories, and 648 calories per pint. Now, all these flavors will be available at your local grocery store later this week. And Ben and Jerry's, if you're listening, I would love to try them. <clears throat> send some my way. Now, I know Valentine's Day is tomorrow. Depends on when you're listening. Wednesday, February 14th. Now, remember in school when we would give away those cards and candy to everybody in the class? Well, now KFC is giving people a chance to relieve their childhood by giving away some of these cards with scratch and sniff technology that smells like chicken. They're available now while supplies last and are free with the purchase of a $10 chicken share. Speaking of Valentine's Day, now if you want to propose that Panera Bread on Valentine's Day, there's a chance Panera will cater your wedding, just in case you were interested. Just a little tidbit. Now, if tequila is your favorite spirit of choice, I have some bad news for you. There might be a tequila shortage real soon. Now, according to sources, there is a shortage of agave, the plant used to make the tequila, right? Now, the shortage is expected to last until 2021. So you better start finding something else to sip on real soon. Now, in some Miami news, Chef Max Santiago has left his position at Sugar Factory. He's expected to open his yet-to-be-named donut shop in March of 2019. Now, Santiago says to expect both sweet and savory options as new spots. And for those wanting to peek, make sure to follow him on Instagram at Chef Max Santiago. So what do you say? Let's jump into the food porn of the week. This week coming to us from Succulent Bite at Succulent Bite. And um, holy crap, man. Like he posted this Choco Nutella Gateau. If you don't know what that means, simply just go on my Instagram. I reposted it at the foodie, T-H-E-F-O-O-D-E. Like I said, holy crap. This looks amazing. It's uh, from Pear 6 in Miami. It's a caramel Kit Kat, Kinder Bueno, and Nutella strawberry chocolate cake with a milk chocolate vanilla ice cream bar. Dead. <laughs> Dead. <laughs> like officially. Go check it out right now on our Instagram at the foodie, T-H-E-F-O-O-D-E. And of course, thank you to Succulent Bite for posting that amazing food porn. Also, if you see some food porn that you think I should highlight on the show, make sure to tag me at the foodie on Instagram. I would love to feature some of the food porn you tag me on. And this week, the cocktail of the week brought to you by my friends over at Spirited Miami. Make sure you give them a follow at Spirited Miami. And this week, it is the Duck Duck Juice from KYU in Miami, the Wynwood area, or Q, as many people know it, in Miami in the Wynwood area. Q is absolutely amazing, and this cocktail comes with a kind of like a pairing. It's a smoked duck jus with a cognac pairing of Remy Martin 1738. It looks amazing. It sounds amazing. It sounds tasty. Psst, I want it right now, like ASAP. Check it out for yourself on our Instagram. I just reposted it at the foodie and a big thank you to our friends over at spirited Miami. 
And that's going to do it. That's going to wrap up episode number 18 of WTF, Where's the Food? My name is Nick. Thank you again for listening. I truly appreciate it. Of course, we got an amazing episode rundown on the website for you right now, thefoodie.com, T-H-E-F-O-O-D-E.com. Links, pictures, cocktail of the week, food porn of the week, everything is there. Well, your pleasure. Also, you can listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher, we are there for you. If you listen to us on iTunes, leave us a review. I would love you for free and forever, of course. You can follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at the Foodie, T-H-E-F-O-O-D-E. Got a great episode coming to you next week. But in the meantime, I hope you enjoyed episode number 18. This is WTF Words of Food. My name is Nick. And, of course, always remember to hashtag never stop eating. <laughs>